Well, lads, what's the crack? And welcome to the Carryman Podcast, episode 11. Up to the lads. As always, joined by uh, Anto and Dougie, and I am Parmac. You are Parmac. I am Parmac. Are you the Parmac on Instagram? Which Parmac on Instagram? Do you know, with the Instagram page and the pictures of you on it. That's me, man. Oh, nice. Stop. How did you figure that one out? I follow you, man. (laughs) Oh, do you? Everywhere you go. Nice. Um... So as we get right into this, I suppose, as fantasy football, as always, we'll start off. Um, how are you getting on this weekend, lads? I had a jump up in a lot of divisions, except for the Gary Man League where I went down. Yeah, um, I high points again. I'm about the 43rd. Um, I suppose it's only fair from the get-go that I give everyone a bit of a head start, because, look, <laughs> I take this shit very serious, like. Yeah. And, you know, I want that jersey, like. <laughs> <laughs> I love I love free stuff. <laughs> How are you getting that into? Uh, I got like ninety three points this week, so and you dropped ten I'm, places. <laughs> apparently, no, what? I'm 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 up to one hundred and sixty first. That's oh, like thirty oh. odd yeah. place jump. I actually thought you genuinely had ninety three points and managed to drop thirty no, places. No, no, no. He's like um, Wrexham and trying to get out of that national league, man. Never it's impossible. Yeah, Once he gets out of there, though. All the way up, yeah. straight to the prem. I'm going down to 118th. I got 77 points. Well, Pam, I'm happy to hear that. You know, of course you are. <laughs> you know, further away from the jerseys, like the forfeit is happening. Like you know, loser shaves her head. Like yeah, you know. So, you know. so oh, I hope not, Brian loses. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not doing it. Like yeah, Ugh. I can't well I can but I mean I'd be scared for life technically literally not technically literally scared for life I'd say yeah um we had a bit of a competition on social media surrounding Indeed. fantasy football mm. where we we picked what we thought were the best team names and we let the fans decide via a poll so actually I'm going to get up the names I was going to do a drum roll then but I would have blue ears off people so I'll <laughs> do that one after. bear with us so we get the names why can't I I feel it in my toes I feel it in my toes Hakuna Wanmata yes Danny Van de Fiekers mm-hmm. and Boys in the Hood and the winner was I feel it in my toes <laughs> congratulations Joe uh, McCarthy Joe McCarthy on uh, winning the competition um I forget what we said the prize was. Uh, Kerry FC t-shirt. Um, kindly sponsored by the Conway Brothers, Stephen and David. After giving us uh, a shot of t-shirts to give out over the next couple of weeks in the podcast. So keep an eye on our social media for your chance to win your very own Kerry FC t-shirt. Up the lads. <laughs> Up the lads. So, Jer, give a call down to the Blasket Bar or text us on our social media for you to collect your prize oh, and yeah. it'd be like the unbelievable once you bring a bit of idea with you lads you can grab it and walk away <laughs> <laughs> uh, so well done Jer um, well, so, I've yeah. got my message on Instagram as well, I suppose perfect so Jer definitely doesn't listen to the podcast this no. is your test no Jer yeah if we hear nothing by should, next Thursday we should we ask him a, su- a secret question <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> what's the password um, what, what is the forfeit for the fantasy football <laughs> What is that's actually currently drinking? <laughs> that's actually a good old. If we ever did a Q and A with a fan, that's a, that's a that's a good question. No, Just to test and see right. if they really are listening. No, yeah. Snakes out there. Snakes. Anyway, not, not you though, because you're listening. You're sound. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the ones that <laughs> the, claim that they're the, listening. The rest, the rest of them, like everyone. Pure snakes. Pure snakes. So our most recent game was uh, Bray Wonders at home in Montauk Park last week. An eventful game, to say the least. 
Um, Jesus was a great start altogether. A great start. Yeah. <laughs> there has to be. Uh, do we have stats on this? No, Statman Dougie and sometimes Statman Anto. Was that the quickest or second quickest or third quickest goal ever in that I don't division? know, man. Six seconds. Six seconds. Like Six seconds. Like some people didn't even see it and they were looking at the pitch. I, I barely <laughs> so, had the slice of pizza. I didn't digest it. <laughs> um, so for anyone that doesn't know, basically what happened was Bray Wanderers took tip. The striker took tip on the halfway line, passed it back to the midfielder who turned around, passed it to the right back who looked forward, kicked it over the top onto their I don't know was it a striker or a left winger either way one of their attackers got a hit to the ball and it rolled into the bottom corner within six seconds of the first whistle they were using the kickoff glitch from FIFA absolutely and it worked yeah. and it worked it actually worked I can remember it. it was just infuriating and it was also kind of confusing like did that just happen is that actually a yeah. goal I don't know what was going on it, 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 it was kind of strange because um, they really took the tip off <laughs> they, they tipped it back and Ganu's on the 18 yard box and then I just long forward and boom I think, I think his position was okay actually um, it's what every goalkeeper starts yeah, off exactly, the game yeah. with yeah yeah um, but like uh, it happened didn't uh, it I was talking to a couple of lads during the week and I met a lad who actually was standing where we used to stand in the East Terrace yeah he said that son was reckless he oh, actually yeah. lost the ball in the air when the ball came in from the, the right back to long ball yeah. he couldn't see where the ball landed. the next time he seen the ball it was in the back of the net Oh yeah. Pretty much after maybe after lifting man's foot after two seconds the ball just vanished and ended up in the back of the net. So black magic. Maybe we should be using a black ball. Not that bright one, but in the sun. Jeez, I thought my statement was ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> um that I suppose is a massive factor in the goal going in, the keeper not being able to see, of course, with the sun. But I think another factor is didn't seem like we were tuned on right from the first whistle. That's the, I mean that's the same. Hundred percent, yeah. That's yeah. the saying. You have to be ready on the toes, mm, yeah, ready yeah. to fight right at the first whistle, and it didn't look like we were ready at all. But you see the reaction. The reaction was so quick. Mm. Do you know, like obviously, this is how they were supposed to start. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know exactly, what I mean? Like yeah. you know, did two tip-offs in thirty-four seconds. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know, but sure, like we've said it before, we we either start off very slow or we start off well and die out towards the the end of the game. So. I suppose yeah. we just uh, started off extremely slow. <laughs> yeah. But look, in saying that, um, they didn't drop the head. I mean, nope. got the ball back up to the halfway line, took tip, and then we started the game. <laughs> yes. yes. Um, knocked it around quite well, I thought, up until we got the equaliser. Equaliser was a bit of a sloppy kind of moment in the game, but Sean McGrath capitalised with a well, well-placed finish to be fair considering uh, the distance Sean McGrath did well Sean McGrath picked up the ball in the middle of the park and he was the that led to play the ball forward initially yeah. you know and, and followed on mm. you know to, to try to make something from it like you know so mm. and it was a fantastic finish what was he 30 yards out Yeah, first touch Bang. you know lobbed about 14 players <laughs> yeah it was, like, it was like the ball was trying to get through an obstacle course to get into the back yeah, yeah. Right. perfectly like, placed it was Mayhem, but it got there in the end. I think I think Kerry kind of played decent enough football up to that point, but I feel like after that though, a lot of hoof ball. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, a lot of hoof ball. No, I suppose it didn't. It didn't help Brian Kelleher um, going out of the warm up injured as well I just before kick off. I think he was ill. Oh, yeah, was yeah, that? Yeah, he was getting was, sick. According sickness, to uh, yeah. someone. Okay. According to someone, <laughs> you will never know. Who that person is. Yeah, they said he was um, he was puking during the warm up. 
said he felt faint and started puking. Yeah, so yeah. look. And then Lacute came in. I don't know. Just I mean, considering we played so well the last month to six weeks with the ball at our feet and knocking it around and getting on the ball a lot more than we did in previous games and holding on to the ball better getting those one twos in those triangles in and playing it out wide and stuff I just feel like I just feel like we went long way too much in that game and it wasn't like it wasn't like Bray were really pressing us forcing us to go long a lot of it was by choice and mm. I I was really baffled by that now to be quite honest with you we were panicky right yeah. Yeah. you know that I suppose we, we do tend to take the long route with the goal, goal, goal kicks often enough not as often as we used to but Ryan yeah. Ryan used to be a big man there Ryan used to win a lot of ball in there and knock it down know, and, and didn't start playing ball <laughs> may, maybe like we, we didn't notice the long balls as much because we were keeping on to the football but Ryan was in the air where we probably lost 95% from yeah. last Friday do you know um, so like massive last Ryan was yeah. do you know what I mean so um Leo's work rate though was phenomenal Reckless, in man. the game I thought his work rate was outstanding not that he doesn't do it every other game because he does but I think it really stood out more than other games for some reason it did he's probably worked harder in other games than I mightn't have seen it but for me anyway it, it seemed like his work rate was phenomenal the last day he was trying to get on to every attack he was trying to hold up the ball and make things work um, on his own you know, I was just unfortunate about the result. Of course, like it doesn't justify his performance. I think because I thought I thought he had a fantastic performance. Um, Unless you think it was probably one of his best performances in the last three or four months. Even though I've been, I, honestly, I think the lad hasn't had a bad game in yeah in a long time. Three or four, genuinely three or four months. But he, yeah. he he was so good. And to be fair, I did look like he was trying to do a lot of things on his own. Mm-hmm. He probably missed Rangers as much as we did. Like you yeah. know, because we've seen the link that Ryan Sean and Leo have had. Over the last yeah. couple of weeks, they've been the, you know, in the middle of the park up, or sorry, up top. They've been our main. They've been creating the chances for us, like you know. Yeah. So like, I'm sure they were emotional as well after losing their kills. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah losing their. <laughs> Just saying that. <laughs> um. So Bray's second goal. So it came from. I'm just Actually, trying to remember. Move on. Go on. The big turning point of the game. Would you? Oh Jesus Christ! I actually would you, forgot about would that. Would you have started Kennedy over Danny? Who would you brought him when when Ryan was sick? If if you were the gaffer and you were making that call, I would have liked to see Kennedy play. I agree, but only because he had showed me in the Wexford game, and when he came on against Drogheda, he did fairly mm. well. Um, he's been an impact off the bench, and when he started against Wexford, most recently. I would have given him the nod over yeah. Daniel, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I hadn't seen Daniel playing in a couple of weeks and stuff like so. Yeah, yeah. That, just for me, that's kind of it. Based off that. Um, but again, it's all hearsay. Daniel did work. He, he tried to get on the ball as much as he could. Um, he was trying to make those runs in behind for those long balls as well. Um, but, you know, it was just one of those kind of games. I, I was. The chances we got were kind of half chances. So. I mean, yeah, you go back to I suppose what you said about where they were hoofing the ball a bit too much, like you know, mm. like maybe he he looks like he looks like the kind of player that wants the ball to feel a lot more than trying to win it in the air and knocking yeah. on. Like yeah. you know, he's he seems to control it well. He's got yeah. good power. He's willing to hold the player off. So like maybe the the style didn't, didn't really suit the man. I, I didn't think he was fantastic. Um, 
but again it looks to me like he wants the ball to feet and I don't think he got the feet quite a lot in that game yeah again, yeah. again it just again it's another thing that kind of just to go back and it kind of baffled me especially when you have someone like that that can be dangerous in Daniel with ball to feet and we don't give him ball to feet mm. <laughs> you know it's, yeah, yeah. it can be kind of frustrating no that it wasn't the case for the full 90 but certainly the first half I seen it uh stand out quite a lot now there was a lot more ball defeat in the second half but it wasn't I don't think it was enough but um, sorry yes you were the turning point you're talking about isn't the second goal the turning no. point is the sending off yes it looked like there was a lot of unhappy heads as well once the sending off occurred do you think it was the sending off and well, if so do you think it's avoidable because I think I know the answer to both that you're going to say it was the second yellow the, the, his first yellow card 100% he cleaned him um, I'm not sure if it was given for the tackle or if he said something to the ref after yeah, the I tackle was, I wasn't sure about that either so I suppose if he said something it's it's a second yellow and it's a red but like I don't know I don't know what it was given for do you think the foul itself because you're saying there no you, if, if he said something it's a second it's, yellow and red do you think the foul is a yellow I don't think so no I was, I was actually just trying to look up a highlight of it there and Obviously, League of Ireland TV suck, so <laughs> they went from Jesus. They, they, they went from the seventh minute to the sixty-second. We're sorry, <laughs> We're not sorry. really. <laughs> For absolutely um, nothing. So yeah, no, it didn't look like there was much contact in it. Um, I'm not sure the rule. And I've asked a few people about this. The, the referee played the advantage, and the player yeah. took a touch and ran the ball out of play, and then brought it back for a free kick, and then booked him. The advantage was played. The player got his foot in the ball. The ball rolls out over the line. It's a goal kick. Can he still come back and book the player? See, I, I didn't. I'm not. I didn't know that either. And I, I, I turned to someone as well, and I was chatting to him. I was like, I don't think they can be booked there, because was advantage. Advantage was played. Advantage wasn't it? was played. Yes. Yeah. If it's a sec, if it's a red card offence, whether it's a second yellow or a straight red. An advantage is played. I don't think you can bring back a, bo- a sending off booking. It's either a sending off there and then and no advantage, or it's advantage and it's no booking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Unless we see, unless it's a yellow. I know you can bring back for a yellow. So it's maybe because it's a second yellow. But I thought it was just if it leads to a sending off offence, it has to be straight away. Or maybe yeah. the referee forgot, and then just he had to keep going. He, ball- he made the balls right away. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, did did he need to put in the tackle? I. Mm. I, did he need to, I mean like everyone kind of needs to tackle the person that's running at them in a way probably like, not well he was running in behind yeah. him I don't know was he, was he it's out? hard to tell because he was going at pace the attacker was going at pace like. yeah and he was was he out wide and I don't think it was that wide because it was within the it was within the confines of the box you could say it's not it wasn't down by the sideline it was closer to the penalty spot that was the sideline. I thought in your no, 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 as well. Was it was it, it, was it uh, very it far was, wide? I'd say it was about five or six yards off the, the corner of the box. As in up towards Bray's goals, if you know what I mean, like six yards out into the field. Oh, okay, yeah, right. Uh, I guarantee you, I'm one hundred percent wrong. I thought it was, I thought <laughs> it was on the edge of the box. Yeah, yeah. look, sure look. Either way, look when you're on a yellow, you probably shouldn't be lunging to challenges regardless yeah, of if it's something yeah, that you need yeah. to make or not. Yeah. yeah, it, yeah. You need 11 men on the pitch at all times, in, in especially in this division in these games. Uh, it it killed the game for us for quite a, quite a while. Yeah. We're kind of chasing our tails when we came out in the second half. Yeah. Um, until we made a couple of changes, you know. So we'll get to that. So 
second half starts. Um, like I can't to be too quite honest with you, lads. <laughs> I can remember the two goals, but from Bray to make it two one and three one. Other than that, I can remember. I think Keane Brosnan came on right wing. Daniel went a bit wide out left at it a couple of times and they ran at the full backs and they created a few bits. Rob, Rob Sue came on right wing first. Rob Sue came on right wing first, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A bit, um, a bit of an odd call, yeah. I thought. Sean Kennedy right, right back, Rob Sue right midfield. Could've, yeah. Could have swapped them over. Rob is way better defensively. Mm. Um, Sean is probably better getting up the field. I thought it was a bit of an odd one. Yeah, I, I didn't understand bringing on a full back and right wing and keeping a right winger and full back. Yeah. Um, eating costs going off as well yeah was I don't it, know I don't know was it an injury or was it just tactical I mean like you probably have to go I heard, forward to back alright like, I heard you tactical know. yeah you you have to go forward to back anyway but I don't know was but then again who do you take off like I don't know was he the one that should have been the one taken off to make it a four back but then again it's who who else yeah do you know it's it's hard to pinpoint specifically one person either way someone's going to be disappointed that they probably it wasn't justified that they come off but again yeah, I think when you have to change to a back four when you're down to 10 minutes if, if any of them came off Nani, Kevin or it would have been the same we'd be having the same, same, exactly. the same art, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. uh, conversation about it so exactly it's all hearsay it is um, so Bray's second goal comes from the right hand side so a ball played onto the right over the top striker latches onto it puts it across the box to the back post and the ball is finished into the back of the net I just think it was a defensive error you could say all around really I 100% suppose asleep. absolutely all asleep. around yeah. yeah you know asleep um, big long ball down the right hand side over the top a lot of fellas Kevin, Kevin was very slow tracking yeah. yeah. no one tracked the two men inside the box and Sean Kennedy came in from the back post that there's the man who scored asleep yeah. all of them like it, it was like, do you want, it was actually more of a shock than the first goal. So did that just happen? Yeah. yeah, you know, it's kind of one of those things. You know, what I will say though is, I suppose when you're down to ten men and like Bray were kind of heavy possession wise and keeping it and knocking it left and right, and they weren't going all the way back to the keeper and to the back four a lot. I suppose you could argue tired legs. Maybe they were uh, getting stretched. No, sorry, not, not not after sixty nah, minutes anyway. Sleep. Was six, it 68 minutes 68, moment, 63rd minute for the second goal yeah. I, I thought it was way later because uh, I thought the third goal was late enough and but, and that no, came that fairly the, quickly that after the second yeah, yeah I knew yeah. that came af- quickly after the second goal I never realised yeah. it was that early Absolutely. oh well yeah throw, throw my reasoning out the window so yeah. Um, yeah it just looked again ball over the top it looked like the back four were kind of out of, out of sorts altogether and too too slow to, too slow off the mark to keep up with their men running off the ball yeah, that's why the striker got in that's why the fella playing on the back post got in front of um, there's, there's his two of them on the back post lining up two of them on the back post yeah. ahead of their men yeah. waiting and ready to put a pass uh, in Ganu so yeah, yeah. Um, again like but what I will say though leading up to that I don't think we had too many chances leading up to even their second goal. No, anyway, no. they really took they really took advantage of that extra man. They let the ball do the work. They got they got free on any space that they could because they had the extra man. They overloaded left. They overloaded right. They were letting the ball do the work. They were just knocking it around nice and quick just to keep carry on their toes. And I think we probably could have needed changes. Them down. And you could see when we did make the changes, like it changed again for Kerry. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. You know, absolutely. So yeah, as you said, Rob uh, came in at right midfield. And Sean Kennedy said it right back. Ronan 
came into midfield for Martin Coughlin. Martin Coughlin. Yeah. Um, Keen Brosnan came on. I Sean Kennedy in the straight spot and Robinson with the right back. Yeah, Bazzi straight in the right midfield. Um, yeah, when once they made those changes, fresh legs on the pitch, we got on the ball a lot more. We did have a a good few chances or half chances, you could say. I wouldn't say there was any clear cut one. Leo got put through once or twice. All right, uh, there was one, off one or two saves. There was mm-hmm. a keeper made a save. Uh, Leo got put through on the left hand side in front of mm-hmm. us as well. He opened up the body and the full back did very well to get in and block yeah, that yeah, shot yeah. as well. So yeah. it was positive. Once changes were made and fresh legs came on, it was positive. I but the, the ball in the deck again and yeah. Ronan Heenan was absolutely unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. He was getting on everything. But like again it's like as you said, it's when we got the ball on the deck and started moving it around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like there were still a couple of mental attempts of putting the ball over the top, out wide and down the middle and there was nobody running onto them they were literally just balls kicked out of play like mm, again yeah. but look that happens too in a game you try and avoid it it doesn't always it isn't always the case but I mean like when we did get that ball down and press with energy to win the ball back and move it nice and quick on the deck we did get way more possession and mm. we, we got our half chances yeah, uh, from yeah. that Joe you know was mad as well after the third goal went in and we were pressing I thought like I wouldn't even say the lads accepted that the game was over, but I mean like, like we won a load of free kicks and throw-ins and stuff there in the from between like the eighty-six minute and when time mm-hmm. finished, and remember we were all screaming, uh, "Is anyone going to take this?" Or yeah. <laughs> do you know, which is mad. Like you'd be you you think box. someone would just grab the ball and lump it in, or you know, or put the ball down and move it straight away. It just it was like fellas didn't really know what to do in that situation. But we'll come back to the third goal. That went in just a, a yeah. couple of minutes after the second uh, ball over the top. I think it was Sean Kennedy that was chasing the left winger down, um, fouled on the edge of the box, and the big man, which I thought was mental, taking free kicks and corners anyway, because he was probably one of the tallest on the pitch, bar centre half. Absolutely rifles one in top corner. Yeah. Uh, serious, serious free kick. Pure days. <laughs> Pure days, and it was, it was a serious free kick, no, to be fair. And I don't know what the story with the League of Ireland first division men. Like Wexford was um, we went up we were up to two nil. The, the number five scored. I can't think of his name. He's yeah. a big lad. He scored, and then after that he was taking other set pieces. He's oh, huge, like Boyle. I think it is. I think that's his surname. It's not a bad tactic though. If you're holding on to. You either think it is. Do you know what his name? Anthony, make up your mind. It's not a bad enough old tactic though. If you're winning, play a chart and then give it back to the massive fella that took the corner in the first place. He just stands in the corner with it. Yeah, to be fair, just laid on over the ball. But they weren't doing that. Your man was genuine. You whipping in balls like he was Tony Cruz. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, super goal, no stop. Oh yeah, brilliant free kick. But like you know, decision making there as well in the first place. Um, to foul the man, probably going. In my opinion, I thought he was going nowhere. He was he was back to goal. He was down by the corner. But again, I think it could be tired legs. Like poor decision making comes from that too. Um, frustration, I think it was absolutely frustration, yeah. frustration as well. Yeah, frustration, you know, and that all comes as well when you know you're down a man and you're you're not getting the ball as much, and they're just making you run around the place. Like you know, that tends to that tends to get creep creep into the into the mind eventually, especially as a defender. I know it. Yeah. <laughs> I know it too well. I've I've given away those frees many many times. Yeah, yeah. Um, but overall, what you what you make of the game? I was really up and down. It was, know, yeah. Um, obviously, first ten seconds were cat. 
But like it, it had a good period in the first half. Do you know that? Like yeah. After the after the bit of fight, they should have to go man alone to to, to to bring the ball, to bring it back to one all. Um, look, we finished finished the half, one all. But it's, when they came out in the second half, it was like watching a completely different team. You know, it just didn't look like they were interested as such. You know, I think it took changes to 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 get them going again. Like you know, it was we're kind of lacking a bit of fight. I think we we're kind of in the middle of park. Martin and Keno when, when Keno was sent yeah. off, Martin was a bit lost. Like you know, obviously, like Sean McGregor was trying to drop into the hole, but again, we were still trying to go on that counter attack, and it was just leaving spaces. Like it was. It, to send an off absolutely kill yeah, it was tough. like you know it's tough yeah it's like it's going to be hard for any midfielder sitting in midfield when your partner's gone off and there's three on the other team yeah. <laughs> in front of you and when Sean McGrath doesn't play yeah. deep yeah he's, he's know, more attacking so yeah, it's like, you know, it's, you've lost that centre centre mid partnership then it's tough but look again it's one of those results they come especially when when you're, when you're down to 10 men like you can see all the big teams they they get results like that at home as well if they if they lose a man and or they start off too slow it's what happens but we can look forward to the next game which is Longford. Yeah, we'll talk, just a word on just a few obviously our man in the match oh yes um, sorry yes yes we go sorry like, so we're going to go back to the break game quickly Maroney <laughs> came on like you know I thought it lit up um, Sean and Leo I think Maroney got on so much ball and they, they they received so much ball from him like it's yeah he's he was a big turning point in mm-hmm. the game like you know Sean and Leo absolutely f- fantastic throw well, majority of the game, I thought Leo was very, very good for the seventy-five yeah. percent of the game. Sean, yeah. the same, like the end of periods, all right, like fair enough. Yeah. But I thought they're absolutely fantastic. But we were outvoted, Pam, weren't we? We were. We were outvoted, and <coughs> Nani received a man of the match. So, Even though, to be fair, oh, you played well. Very happy with Nani's performance. Yeah, uh, I didn't think he was standing. I didn't think it was his best game. No, but. At the same time, I think it deserved the winner. Yeah, everyone watches the game differently, I suppose, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. And we like <coughs> we were the ones that we are not in the majority that watched it the same way as as, yeah, as others yeah, did. Yeah. So, um, well done, Annie. Look, it was it's still a solid performance, regardless. Absolutely. Look, look, look. It was the vote, and it was probably eighty percent. Yeah, for Nani, you know, twenty against, like so. Mm. Obviously, well deserved, like you know. Absolutely, yeah. and he's a great lad, massive part of the team. Yeah. Do you know he, when he came in like he you can see his leadership ah, you can see his leadership no. absolutely he's a guy that you know excels in the dressing room you know yeah. and mm. he's great with the players great in training you know he just sits in pitch. and gives it his all you can 100%. see it on the pitch too with his talking and his, yeah, and his yeah. shouting and he's the kind of guy that is well capable to bring you forward like you know yeah. and even like in the long term if he doesn't play as many games having a guy like that around is absolutely fantastic oh, 100% like you've seen how much Kevin and Ethan have even come on from from having Nani in the centre of the two of them they've been booming since yeah, like, the, yeah. like that defence that, that, that trio there of Kevin, Ethan and Nani has just been fantastic for us you'll see Ethan and Kevin improve as well with, with Nani inside there like yeah. you know yeah. his experience and the conversations he have with him, has with him on the pitch he's a great massive leader like massive leader like, absolutely so well done um Jonathan Hennifin I text Paul O'Connor who's, Paul texts me who's the man of the match Paul's the sports supporters liaison officer make sure to say hello to Paul from the KDL um, hey, who's the man of the match Nanny Woo. <laughs> <laughs> I completely forgot like no 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 he's yeah. nicknamed like, do you know what I mean like, so. <laughs> he's very thinking you hardly have to give him it to Bray Wanderers yeah. <laughs> yeah. um, I wouldn't so, do it I wouldn't do it so um, thanks to Kieran O'Sullivan again, again. Yeah, sponsoring the um, Battle of the Match Award 
Thank you very much, Kieran. As always. Um, how many? How many more home games we've left? Four. Four. So we have mm. four more Man of the Match mm-hmm. awards to give out. Mm-hmm. Um, so we move on to the next game, which we will be handing out a Man of the Match award to also because it's another home game back to back home games and we're going to miss it Pat we're going to miss we're it we're going to miss it Anthony is going to be on his own yeah something don't need back and, and, and Chris Chris Chris, 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 yeah, Chris, yeah, Chris yeah. might show up for a game Chris yeah. is back from the hot weather training camp yeah, yeah. down in Portugal <laughs> lifting Portugal and he puts yeah. it in he he's going to show it random young fellas Kerry FC practicing fair play to yeah. Chris the whole of the Algarve now wearing Kerry FC he's not what we're talking about he won't even yeah. listen to it no, 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 so it, I think it's another opportunity to get back on, back back on the bandwagon and. Mm, I don't know. I don't know. Do you reckon? Yeah. The, 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 in their last seven games, they've won four of the last five, man. Ooh. In their last seven, they've they've lost three and won four, and their losses have come against St Patrick's Athletic in the FA Cup by a goal. I don't um, care. I still think we're going by a goal well. <laughs> and Athlone by a goal. They beat Galway last week one 0 um, The fellow Christian McGurston plays the top. He's Eight goals in the last five or six games. He's absolutely fire. banking them in. Look, to be fair, every time we we come up against Logford, I think if we put in a a big shift like you know the last time we played them, surely I thought we we're very lucky not to come away mm-hmm. with yes at least a point. Um, probably should have had a penalty later on. I'm going to say this again, penalty. Yes. Like you know, so yeah. So like, I still think it's an opportunity for Kerry to get back on. I do wagon. too. I do too. But I do. <laughs> you know whether whether I think it's an opportunity to get three points or a point is another thing but I think an opportunity to get back on the wagon that we weren't really on last week because you know I don't think we knocked it around well but anyway um, we will move on to our next item for discussion which actually isn't an item for discussion really we have an interview for all our listeners Um, earlier on today myself and Dougie sat down with Gavin O'Connor so Gavin would have been known for making those Tom Crean Kerry FC Ultra stickers at the very start of the announcement of Kerry FC. He has a massive part in the banner being designed and displayed around Mount Talk Park, the They Shall Not Pass banner. And he gives us a hand with graphics as well for the Kerryman podcast. So we sat down with him. He puts in a lot of efforts for um, supporters on match day to make sure that you know the club are backed well and that the supporters enjoy themselves and get, get stuck into each game. So... We had to sit down just to see what he's all about, what he's up to, and what gave him those ideas. So enjoy the listen. Right, so Gavin, welcome to the Carryman Podcast. Uh, how are you yeah. getting on? All good, boys. Yeah, nice one. Nice to be here. Um, so just tell us about yourself. What uh, what do you do for a living? What are your hobbies? So that the uh, the other supporters <laughs> can get to know you a bit better. Yeah, so like, I mean, I, I've I've been living in Dublin for seven years. Um, so I went, I used to I actually were used to work in in local media for a while in in Tralee, doing Tralee Today. Um, so I did that for about two or three years, and uh, finished that, and then I went up to work in Dublin um, in a market research company. So I was working there for about two or three years, and I still kind of worked there part time. Um, so I, I went back and I did um. I did a, a, a degree in um, visual communication, which is graphic design. And so I just finished that up in 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 May. So I'm, I'm working kind of freelance at the moment, looking for a work as a graphic designer, um, just uh, just as a newly graduate graphic designer. Um, 
so yeah so like uh what, what was the other part of that there <laughs> it was just uh like just to see what you were doing uh for a living and what are your hobbies outside the life oh my hobbies okay. Ultra. <laughs> yeah. all right uh what, does drinking count as a hobby that's kind of one of my main outlets <laughs> i guess it does in our books anyway i don't yeah, actually I, I, I like i sometimes think i probably should get hobbies but i literally just uh i guess football would be a big one i'm um, like i mean like obviously i'm into like art and design and stuff like that and i kind of make my own art and um uh that's like i guess that's kind of crossed over into work as well but um yeah like i love absolutely love football absolutely love um, Gaelic football as well, hurling. Um, so they'd be the sports I'd be really interested in. Um, have a, have a season ticket for the Kerry Kerry football team as well. So, um, nice. my dad would go to absolutely every game. Uh, I guess that's kind of like where kind of my interest and kind of passion for like following a team comes from. Because it was something I would have been, I would have been going to games like when I was a kid. Like, but no one used to like no one recently used to go to league games years ago. Yeah. Like you'd have a very, very small crowd at league games. So the amount of fellas who'd go up to an away league game was probably, it was even less. So we just yeah. carried up to like Tume and Donegal and Port Leash and stuff like that when I was, was a kid. So like going to matches and going to games and stuff like that was very much part of my upbringing. Mm-hmm. And yeah, yes, to go to the games with my dad. Um, it's huge bonding aspect, you know, like it's, it's a great thing to have sports, you know, because it's like, it allows you to kind of like have time with people and not talk about anything too serious, but go through like serious emotions. Yeah, I get you. <laughs> it's, it's it's a great kind of outlet, you know. I suppose especially for like men as well who like. Kerry FC is very good at that. Or come, sorry. Kerry FC is very very good at that. The emotions. Yeah, exactly, exactly, and that's 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 what I feel. That's that sports and especially fan culture kind of fills that gap, and it's like a really um. Really necessary, it's necessary part of society, and so. Uh, but obviously, that it has its bad times, bad points. It can spill over into like, you know, anger, depression. But sometimes maybe that's required once it's you know contained within the sporting field, I guess. Uh, but uh, uh, yeah. So uh, with the ultra stuff, um, I mean, I guess like it's the same as yourselves. It's it's just already there. It's all there. Like you know, you're you're football fans. You like you're just aware of the football culture, and then when you get a team that's from your own place you're just activated by that and you just i mean this is exactly like you guys because you just you, you when this happened you were just straight on it and to follow the to follow the team and to create something because I'm, I'm like i'm sure like me you'd seen it in other places before and you just wanted a piece of that so uh, i guess that when 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 i get when i put up the kind of sticker and all that kind of stuff that happened i already had that design done like i literally had like an ultra sticker done so so what what made you think of that concept in the first place because i mean it was fairly quickly after the announcement of Kerry mm-hmm. fc entering the league of ireland that we seen photos of it plastered outside yeah. Enfield and up on street poles yeah. and, and stuff what made you think of the tom crean logo as the kind of initial concept yeah. for Kerry fc ultras and how are we able to get it done and out there so quickly yeah so the, the thing, reason why I chose that image is because it's an iconic image and like those kind of images, um, they really grab people. Like when you look at the Tom Cream one, you think of like the Che Guevara image, you know, that's a very noticeable thing. And people yeah. that might even know Che Guevara or know anything about him, they kind of, but they understand what it's about. It's kind of something to do with being rebellious or something yes, to do with like, yeah. it's kind of understand there's something strong in the, in it. 
Whereas like with Tom Crean, you just know there's some kind of like, there's a carry identity and a strength in that image. So Mm. straight away, you're kind of like, you understand something is important there. So there, I, I just literally had like, because when you're doing, I don't know, you just have Photoshop and Illustrator and stuff for that. And you're just at home and you're messing around with different things. And you just have like a folder of junk or a folder of stuff that you've been working on. So like when the team was announced, I was just, I had literally done that already. So I was just like, I was like, oh, I can just, I have that design that I drew out already. And I was like, okay, I can just use that now. And I can just put it in. And I, I just like printed it off with a printer. So it's like very basic sticker. And I just, I live very close to um, Jameson Distillery. So there's like a pole there with like loads of stickers on it. I just put it up on top of that. Took a photo of it. I knew that like, I didn't know it was be that get that much interest, but I just thought it was kind of funny. Yeah. I mean, it drew it drew um, traction fairly quickly, to be honest. Um, I yeah, because like the bit... thing is that there's, I, I know you probably felt it yourself. There's like a broad like interest in the Kerry FC succeeding across the league because you have counties that are like big counties or that have a sense of identity and ha- have a kind of a, almost they're like nations in themselves, you know? There's a few, only a few counties are really like that. So one of the counties that's like that is Kerry. So people are kind of know this and and they want it to succeed because they know it would take off if, if it if it goes. And look, just, Lee Varney people are just absolutely starved for, for a bigger league and, and more clubs to go to and having a section of the country that didn't have a League of Ireland team, I'd have one. I think everyone is absolutely wants us to succeed. Obviously, we hope to get to a point where like people are sick of us and they don't want us to succeed. I think yeah. that's the mark of success when we start like uh, you know, people start getting annoyed by us. But um, we're not at that point yet, unfortunately. I think they're sick of us already. Curious. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, that's I mean, that's like it's great because you know. It's it's you just, that's what the atmosphere comes from because you need that like that football requires a bit of uh, friction you know because it gets yeah. gets everything going. <laughs> um, I suppose kind of sticking with the graphic side of things as well. You know, we mentioned uh, the Tom Crean stickers and stuff that went out very quickly after Kerry FC were announced, but most recently the "They Shall Not Pass" banner. Um, yeah, again, it's it, it, very similar to the Tom Crean one. How did that idea come about, and what? did you have to do to get that banner done out for Montauk Park? Because it's it's looking like it's a great uh, addition on the away end as well. Paul Paul Con- uh, Paul O'Connor brought it up. Uh, what was the last game? Treaty. Uh, to the Treaty United game. It was in the away end. It looked brilliant there uh, for the Drogheda game and as well now last week. So again, tell us how that idea yeah. came about and how you got it done. So the... I, I I didn't spend too much time on thinking about the phrase. I just wanted because it was for the Galway game, and I thought it was like because we we got a nice hammering off Galway. Uh, one of the, I think it was the third or fourth game of the season. Kevin, uh, I don't know what uh, you're on about. No one remembers that. Okay, that's in your so own. I, I just I just thought uh, I just thought like it'd be like like they shall not pass is kind of like um it's been used in. In multiple wars by you know different sides. Uh, I think it was used first in World War One, and then it was used in the Spanish Civil War. And it just, it's just, it's just like uh, just kind of resi- resistance to like Gandalf's the Grey coming, you know? of course. Huh? Gandalf the Grey, of course. Okay. Oh yeah, I know. They sh- I I think it's what well, it's getting off different though. Is the Gandalf? Um, you shall not pass. You shall not pass. Yeah, I know. I know. So that I didn't want. Yeah, yes. that's that's fine anyway. Like everyone takes their own meaning from stuff, and that's great but um 
yeah so they it's just an act of kind of like a resistance like okay we're gonna stand against you we're like uh but yeah. obviously they did they, they pass unfortunately but yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, yeah but also because we're we're, we're, uh, we're a small club as well and you kind of need i mean a new club and you need to kind of like I, I don't know have a sense of kind of like we're going to stand our ground we're going to have some difficult times on the pitch maybe and we're just going to stand our ground and we're just going to just you know uh, be be here for the long run i guess and um, making the banner um it's like a it's a Gaelic font that I used. And uh, I just, again, because you use that kind of Gaelic font, you can kind of like express kind of Irishness with it. And I you don't see as much as I think you should in the League of Ireland. Um, so I, 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 what I'd like to have with the with the banners I make and things, it's expressed like the kind of Irishness or Gaelicness about about this part of Ireland as well. Because yeah. we have a Gaeltacht here, even though I'm not an Irish speaker myself, but I would like to have Irish speaking banners um just to kind of like kind of Galway's do a bit as well. I see Galway have a few kind of Irish speaking banners. And you put subtitles on the bottom of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just for the, the rest TG of us. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess I guess I'd have to do that as well. But make it really simple, <laughs> Irish, I guess. Like for me to even understand. But um, so I, I it, it's kind of like I mean, people can take a lot of pride from that, I guess. Um, um and it's just so welcome back to us again, Gavin. Apologies for technical difficulties there. Gavin took off. What did you do? I did not. <laughs> you were smacking buttons there for no reason at all. The blasket free wife. <laughs> nice. All right. So the bat- <laughs> so it actually wasn't even Gavin. So yeah, apologies yeah, yeah. for dipping you in that as well. Inside here, using the place. Yeah. Using the wife. You're still giving out about That's that. That's it. Yeah. Well, it shut down on us. So anyway, we'll move on anyway, Gavin. Um. So what is it you'd like to see more of from the club and its supporters, I suppose? Is there anything you'd like to see from staff or players or, you know, even fans that they can do yeah. on match day or even outside of match day? See, the thing is, like, yeah, so, like, I, I'm I'm actually pretty, I'm I'm really happy with the club and how it's going. Um, I mean, there's, I guess, I mean, there is kind of, like, people don't like to see the kind of, like, the losses and, yeah, so, like, uh, um, yeah, I'm 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 pretty happy with the, how the club is going. I'm actually delighted with how the club is going because I have a club, and that's kind of like the main thing. Um, and I know the the the, the people could get disheartened with a lot of the losses and stuff for that. And, but it's just, I guess, I'm trying to. What I try to tell people as well is that it's it's better to build slowly to than to like expect so much like early on. Because then, if you build slowly, you create like the foundations that are more solid, I think. Um, and to focus on, and to, 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 this, the thing is, like, to ask people what do they want out of the club? What do they, where, how high do you think the club goes for them until they think it was the success? Or what would they like? And and to be realistic about what that, how that is achieved. Um, so I just like for me personally, like, and I'd say you, we just love going to the games and being involved in a football club, and that kind of that kind of fills that for me. I'm happy with that, you know. And so, 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 so other people might be happy with that. And kind of, and I kind of say fair play to them because they're probably a bit more ambitious than me. Um, but I, I, I'm, I just want to see the, the like a lot of carry players being used, um, because that's really important. Um, that because you see League of Ireland teams that don't have as much their local players in the thing and and that does reflect on people actually turning up at games. You know, I think Longford that loan have don't have a whole pile of local players. Now I'm not 100 percent sure on that, but I think they don't really do. And 
they're struggling for attendance and they're like far, they should have for far better attendance with their history and especially at loan like one of the oldest clubs in the country and you know the, the clubs have like hosted AC Milan and you know they they they're proper clubs and they, they struggle because maybe they don't have as many young players like players from their own area there whereas we do and I think that's really it really that's something the club should like really should be like the bedrock the foundation of the club is that it's young and um, and that it's like carry um, based on that and in that sense then it won't you know it'd be difficult to find success in that way but it will be successful in like the connection with the local community um and it will build on it. players will get better and the football culture and the football um will get better in the county um what was going to say as well with with fans i think with fans like you can i don't think you can actually say tell fans what to do because it just it builds itself naturally We'll like I remember at the want. start, people were we'll like, "We'll do what we want. We'll carry <laughs> We'll do what yeah, we want." Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> An interesting point. So I remember, like, people at the start, like, were going, "Oh, why isn't anyone singing? Why isn't anyone singing? Why isn't anyone like doing this?" And before he really started, and I remember saying to myself, "Um, you are there. You could sing if that's an issue for you. Like, waiting for someone else to do this, as opposed to them." There's, a, I think that's really important. That, you know, be the kind of change you want in the in the thing. So yeah. do that yourself. If you feel that needs to be happen, then do it yourself. That's the only thing I would say. I like I would have no I would never tell, you know, oh, we should do this, we should that. I think all this stuff will kind of like happen organically. And and the way it kind of works it out is just the way it is. And that's the way it is across the world with football clubs. And Kerry is any any is not any different to any club and any fan base. They're all pretty much the same. Yeah. And uh, so I guess I guess the, the one kind of point I was kind of making as well uh, that I'd like to make is that, you know, in in Kerry, in, in Tralee, you have um, Montauk Park now, which is bringing in crowds every week. But you've you also have and we actually I think there's Greyhound racing the Friday night as well. So on Friday nights, you have Montauk Park and soccer. And on Friday nights, you have uh, Greyhound racing, as far as I know. Uh, so the average attendance um, so far this season for um, Kerry FC, that's up until a couple of games ago, is at 864 average attendance. The average attendance at uh, the Greyhound Stadium last year was 116. Um, the Greyhound Stadium has a capacity of 1,310, meaning that last year it was on average 90% empty. Um, you just can't say that for a Mount South Park. But then you look at the funding in relation to, you know, Greyhound racing and horse racing, how much they've received in the last 20 years. Mm. Like, I think just over a billion euros. And they've not been able to grow a kind of an interest in the sport. Yes, you have, you know, League of Ireland teams struggling to get funds into their, into their clubs, despite having in what Kerry has shown like huge interest on so very early. So I think as kind of guess as supporters and uh, groups, we can kind of draw attention to to this, um, just the funding gap, and uh, that's just that its fundamentals just not fair because you know they you know the state should provide. Uh, funding for for out of for what for what for out of interest whereas i think with the greyhound race and horse racing it's funded because it is there for the gambling industry to uh, make money off and like the taxation 
um, was it 100% of the greyhound and uh, of gambling um, taxation goes to greyhound and horse racing. And in the UK, only it was 60% of betting on gambling it goes on football. So I don't think the UK is that dissimilar to Ireland. Um, and that should be reflected in the taxation. So I think, I guess, if there is any kind of thing, we should we should be like highlighting things like that. And I, I, um, and who we'd highlight that to that as local as fans would be our local TDs. So like, uh, you're you know, not going to get like whoever gets voted in this TDs. Would do that like kind of, you know, Sorry? you won't get too many fans that would group together to do that. Like you, you need someone to lead that out. You know, yeah, um, absolutely. Like. What, you know, like as fans, fans are like sheep, get, like you know, they you fans are like sheep, they need to be leaders. Yeah. You know, some people just like to go to the games, the same to chatting and bits and pieces like that. That yeah. once you start, they'll follow. So, like I suppose maybe from a point of view of your carry ultras page on on Twitter, like quite a large mm-hmm. following on it, like so that maybe that's something that you could bring to the attention of the yeah. fans. Well, well, I did like the other League of Ireland clubs. Yeah, like I did there a few weeks ago, like, it did get like a lot of interest. And but I would just say, like the people listening in. Um, who are football fans in the county? Just to bring that up to your t- to t- to to anyone like we have election now soon enough. You just say it and bring that to them because at the end of the day they vote on the funding. I mean these motions are put towards the doll and they'll say, oh, can we reduce the funding or can we like can we share the funding more kind of appropriately? And that vote then they're all voting on. So if you put if you say it to your TD, I mean this is how it's supposed to work, and and enough people say it and say, look, I will vote for you. If this is one of the things you do, <laughs> so it's like and you this... put on and buy a big box of brown envelopes. Yeah. Maybe that might work. No, is that yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I guess that's the only kind of like political message I would make today. And I, I, I have my own political opinions, but I don't like like to. I mean, there's a broad kind of fan base with many different people. So like, I think as a as a club, a club because we're drawing from as many people as we possibly can. I mean, even though I'm quite political, I would not wish to put my political opinions on on a broad fan base because it's just too small for that. Yeah. And just, just to touch on something like very quickly, and I'll also ask my next question as well after. So you you kind of mentioned at the very start of the last question there, um, if, you know, what would you like to see more from the club? And you said you're happy you have a club i think that's i think that's a an interesting answer i think it's a mindset that i think a lot of people don't really take into consideration that you know should probably be a bit grateful that we have a club in the first place rather than you know getting too into the fact that oh this isn't happening that's not happening yeah so i, I just i just found it as an interesting like you know i think a, a lot of a lot of fans including ourselves i suppose at times depending on the what I see a bit more. <laughs> what I see is I like we all have like our Premier League clubs, right? And we can we have certain expectations of Premier League clubs and we say yeah. certain things about them and we are very mm-hmm. critical of those things. And I think people find people find it difficult to switch gears. Yeah. They find it difficult to switch gears from the from the Premier League team that has billions and the local <laughs> team that has so they they adopt the same critiques for the for the small local club as they do for the billionaire club. Which is not it's not the same. Right. Well, Brian, Brian, Steve, and 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 Billy Dunny, if we were in, we won't be bringing the Norwich uh, scarf, so it's won't talk back anytime. Soon. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, 
I suppose last question really is, uh, do you think we're going in the right direction, both as a football club and a sporters mm. club? You could kind of, it two-part or you can mash it all in together. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, 100%, because it's grassroots. I mean, it's been driven by people in the, it, it, like, it's mainly truly driven, let's say, at this moment now, which I hope it it it, it, it spreads out. But yeah. I hope really hope it does, because, I mean, because Killarney is also, a great, look, there's football clubs all over the county. Um, so I think that's one of the things we'll have to really kind of try to figure out because, you know, Tralee as a base is great because it's a county town and that makes sense, but it's a big wider county out there and you just don't want to, you don't want to make it become a Tralee thing yeah. because we're kind of parochial, I guess, in, the, in every county in Ireland, you're like, you have your town, you have your village, and do, 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 yeah. whatever. Where I, I think, I think results on the pitch though would, would improve the interest from different villages and towns around the county to come and go to those games then a bit more I would say yeah. I do I have seen you know a lot of people from outside the towns regards to Carney, Lestole, Castle Island lads from the camp you know you know them from the old soccer days like you know I do see them above in the KDL and I see them there every home game like you know so it's definitely catching on around the place and we actually get a good response from Carney. Um, Clark and Castle Island for the podcast. So, John, you know, it's great to see that it's branching out that far. Like, and the, the club is getting out of town, as you said, out of Tralee, like, which is very, very important. Yeah. And players coming from those areas as well. Absolutely. So the Curious Academy, I think it's it's a right good variety of players and coaches from clubs around the county, in fairness. So, there's coaches from Killarney, Clark, and you know, they're, it's not just Tralee based regards to that. And a lot of players from outside of the town as well. So, the future in that perspective is very, very high, like you know. Yeah, no, it's great. Like, and as, as with the two, two you guys and, and the rest of you, like, it's just it's been like a great season, and we'll we've already, we'll never forget like our first, you know, year, like you know, and with all these things, and we'll never forget your first, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And so, like, I'm just I'm I'm probably going to try and pull together like a season okay. review kind of publication as well, so. I'll I'll try to I'll try and I'm I'll, I'll trying to organize that that at the moment. So if anyone wants to contribute to like, I guess say Kerry FC's first like football fanzine, um, I'll I'll be putting that together the publication. So if anyone wants to write anything in it, anyone if any anything have <laughs> anything in interest, and uh, that's relating to the club from all perspectives as many perspectives as possible, um, male female. You know, whatever, like as many people as possible can can just so we can have as much voices in in um in this thing to just to show like like I'm sure about, like, basically. like that's definitely something that we'd have an interest in. Um, I listen to all the United fan fan podcasts. I buy all the fanzines. I read them on you know, every month. I have two yeah. or three that gets sent into the email. You know, if I go to the games, I always buy them over. Like fanzines are absolutely fantastic. It's a great yeah. perspective of the clubs. And, you know, like, it's kind of what gives the fans a little voice, you know, the, the fan that goes to Montauk Park all the time that maybe mightn't stand up and chant, but might be great with words, might be great writing an article. Yeah. Interesting topic topic to talk about. But that, that's that's a fantastic idea, you know, really. Yeah. So I think we just have to link in there with that and uh, we can um, we can do something by the end of the season um, just as a kind of like a, a publication just to mark the first uh, the first season. Yeah. No, no, walkway. Well, sure, um, like a lot of people will come on board and help out that because I, I think a lot of fans will have an interest in that 
Um, do you know, and even for you know coming into the end of the season, maybe the end of season one, and maybe one a month in for, from the start of next season or something along those lines. Fantastic yeah, idea, hundred percent. Yeah, fantastic idea. Yeah, and it's it's a, it's an idea that adds to your portfolio of ideas and exactly um, <laughs> uh, like you know content and. What else? I suppose just support really for the club and for KFC supporters club, KFC Ultras. Um, so I suppose from us and all the other fans, I suppose we'd like to thank you for all the work you've put in with all the banners, the stickers, um, helping us out with graphics to promote our uh, podcast each week as well. I suppose there's there's what what's what's the word? There's an unlimited amount of thanks going towards you anyway from our side. Oh, that's great. And it's and you know, like and, once they realize as well from from this chat everything you've kind of done as well will will give their thanks as well. Oh look, like, thanks very much. And like I will say, like uh, you know, when you're passionate about something, when you're like you, you just it's not. I know it's kind of cliche, but it's not really hard work because you just want to make it happen, and you're just driven by that. So yeah, um, so yeah, that's great. Thanks. I think it's important for uh, Kerry FC fans to know that there's so many good carry a C supporters out there putting in effort behind the scenes and you know that's why we kind of wanted to bring you on today just to get your story across of but what you've been doing behind the scenes for us the fans like you know and genuinely it is so appreciated like you know it's fantastic work and it like you know it's stuff that we can't do ourselves like we wouldn't even think of these things but like just to have someone that's willing to put in the effort and the hard work for it like for the fans and the club like it's absolutely fantastic genuinely thank you so much Okay, make me very embarrassed now. <laughs> Don't be embarrassed, man. Don't be embarrassed as well. As well as well. Really appreciate that. Um, I suppose on that, Gav, I suppose we'll just say again, thanks for uh, taking time out to come onto the podcast, talk about yourself, all the all the things you've done um so far for game days and outside of that as well, as we mentioned, you know, for uh the podcast. So thanks very much again, Gav. Thank you all. Up the lads. Up the lads. Yeah, yeah. Up the lads. And and look, I'm just back again. Like again, thanks so much for you guys as well, because you're like you're the heartbeat of the matches on, 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 on Friday nights. And it's it's a strong core now and that'll let go out, you know, and, and and then and you know, people will this is this is a foundation of something that could hopefully go on for decades and you're at right at the start of it, so it's kind of a special thing. Be in our sixties above by sneaking the niggins and yeah. driving on the buzz. Yeah, <laughs> sixty thousand all seater. Yeah, yeah. Ace, Ace Roma away in the Champions League. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Gavin. We we'll landed. All right, boys. A legend. Nice one. Thanks very much. Cheers, Gavin. Yeah. And welcome back to the Carryman Podcast. So, literally, welcome back to the Carryman <laughs> Podcast. Um, yeah. So, we said yesterday we had some technical difficulties. Oh, yeah. So, the technical difficulty was we recorded the whole podcast. What a podcast, too. Yeah, it, oh. was, it was the first, would you believe it, it was the first podcast that I actually turned around at the very end and said, Do you know what, lads, I think that's a great episode. Pa literally ran around the bar here with his top <laughs> off, ready to go. He was like, this is the one. Uh, yeah, and uh, I, I didn't do that, but it is it's slightly accurate, but it's yeah, not it's not that then, accurate. Um, but um it, it we realized then that Anto said shit lads <laughs> this stopped recording. There's no way we only recorded thirty two minutes of the podcast and I went, Not a fucking home <laughs> <laughs> Yeah Um and we yeah. and we were, and we ended up lasting it for about an hour, hour and a half at that point. Easily. Yeah, no, um 
our sound engineer is sick ish uh so i <laughs> took control again of doing the podcast and hadn't realized because we were having so much crack that it actually stopped recording <laughs> stopped after recording. after uh, the longford review there or the longford preview yeah so yeah we're honest people we could have just just played it off and played <laughs> it off just said nothing edited yeah. it all but no no well no. technically we will be editing in the interview and then us coming back the next day yeah and but, obviously uh, there is a an, another missing element of this yes. uh, uh, Dougie so <laughs> since yesterday's podcast or well Dougie quit lads yeah, Dougie, Dougie's out the gap no Dougie couldn't make it no for the rest of the podcast even though he was there for the whole thing yesterday yeah which is a shame but me and Anto will we carry the torch we will we will and 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 we know a little bit what he said anyway. Yeah. <laughs> it was mainly slagging Pat. <laughs> yeah, mainly slagging me. What I did say yesterday and it got it got cut, I oh. think, is I need someone to come in here and sit in the podcast next to me because at the moment it's a handicap match. <laughs> it's 2v1. Anto agrees with Dougie. Dougie agrees with Anto. And it's not even about opinion with Kerry FC. They just agree with each other whenever they're giving me shit. Exactly. <laughs> abuse that has nothing got to do with <laughs> Kerry FC. Uh. Like if Dougie calls me a fucking weirdo. <laughs> and just like, yeah, you're weird. <laughs> so if uh. anyone is a fan of me, can you come in and give me a fucking headlines? I'm getting battered here every week. I'm trying to stand up for myself. but uh, We have to give him makeup to hide the bruises. <laughs> That's it, yeah. Uh. But uh, we move on to the next thing anyway. So... Leo Gasca, or actually, well, first of all, thanks again to Gavin for uh, taking time out to yeah, come on the Zoom call. What what a man! Like the 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 stuff he's doing behind the scenes, like those those Tom Green stickers yeah. were what out two days or something. Yeah, it was it was literally. I can remember I was sitting I was sitting in my office and work, and someone came into me and said, "Do you see these?" And it was like a picture of like a Tom Green Kerry FC Ultra sticker up outside Anfield or on like a street pole in Dublin, literally. Yeah two three days after it, it got announced on social media oh Kerry FC are entering the League of Ireland yeah I know I brought one to uh, Borussia Park anyway much in Gladbeck Borussia much in Gladbeck no don't worry um, I looked it up you, 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 you won't get that joke <laughs> right. oh Sorry. you will you will if you watch the right. question of sport and you like Paul O'Connell Borussia much in Gladbeck no but um Thanks very much again, Gavin. Very interesting person. Puts in a lot of time and effort into uh, creating different things for fans to bring to games. Okay. Um, just so we can support the lads. And thanks for the graphics as well. And thanks for we the graphics. We really appreciate them. Yes. So, Leo Gasca got mentioned on social media. He did. Um, he did. I have it up here. Recently enough for his goal contributions. Yeah, and uh, we actually got a text about it, which was very convenient. Um mm-hmm. And I looked into it myself okay. because uh, the text was Leo has eight assists and five goals, seven in the league and one in the cup. And it says he only has he has six, so they're missing one. And oh, I okay. I was reading a few comments. Then underneath, it's on the League of Ireland page and also on our Twitter. If you have a look, mm-hmm. um, they're taking the stats from FAI Connect, and they're not updating the assists oh, cool. so if if anyone saw the the under 17s were apparently 1-0 up in the 100 150th minute against Shamrock Rovers after the game had ended uh, 2-1 Shamrock Rovers but um, nice. you know yeah I is, think that FEI Connect app is a disaster so like I'm 
I'm managing Belly High again this year, like, <laughs> man, trying to get players registered on that thing, trying to maneuver oh. my way around that website. Well, I suppose that's more so the comment than the connect, but like, yeah. it's just, yeah, I can I can see where the complications come in with, with the statistics on that yeah, website. Yeah, because I think my favorite part about that whole thing is, you know, Galway have scored 74 goals and <laughs> none of them have got over five assists, apparently. So, oh, okay. yeah. you know, it, there, there was clearly an error in it. But yeah. no, Leo has been on fire for us. He has. Absolutely. He's been, and I think Dougie kind of touched on it a bit yesterday. Like, I don't think he gets the praise he deserves. I think he's been no. our most consistent, and Dougie thinks yeah, he's Mr. been consistent, the most consistent yeah. all season for us. To be honest with you, it's certainly the last three or four months anyway. Yeah, um, no, he's he's been phenomenal now. He he he's kind of he's he's really stepped up his game. I think since since getting the armband, absolutely. I, 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 I think he's been yeah. like pulling the team up a, a lot more with him. Yeah, um, he, he he just doesn't get the credit he he deserves. Yeah, and I suppose. It might be a bit early for us because we will be you doing this as a <laughs> as a as an award or a competition at the end of the season. But he's certainly up there among the maybe three or four sorts for a nominee for Player of the Year, Kerry FC's Player of the Year. I would imagine. Oh yeah, like I I I think anyone in a in their right mind would yeah would have him up there himself. Ryan probably looking at. I was shot, just going to say we know. do we'll do this. Yeah. So yeah, I would say himself Ryan. Ronan, Ronan, I mean, definitely. Ronan there in the in the string of very poor performances halfway through the season. Ronan just stood out so much, yeah. like. And when he comes off the bench, if he doesn't start, he, oh, he's, he's a massive injection into the team. And when he does start, he's again he's just consistent for ninety minutes. Course. You know, yeah, absolutely. Um, I suppose they're kind of there are three: Sean McGrath, kicked Sean McGrath, on. Sean O'Connell, Sean O'Connell as yeah. well as of recent. Um, you know so that's that's for another day though but it we is. said we'd give you a little bit of a teaser of who we think could receive the Kerry FC Supporters Club uh, Player of the Year definitely so um, speaking of Player of the we have Player of the Month nominations do, do, do. so our nominees I think we agreed on our nominees for this month's Player of the Month is Leo Leo uh, Sean McGrath and Sean O'Connell yes yeah. Leo, Sean McGrath and Sean O'Connell again we kind of just briefly touched on it Sean O'Connell as of late has been very very good very consistent he had a string of maybe three or four games there where I don't think he did anything wrong he was solid getting forward he was quick getting back um, and you can just see him improving every game really uh, I suppose 100% like he's he's come into the squad now the last couple of months you know he he, he missed a lot of the at the start of the season he was on the bench he wasn't even in the squad sometimes yeah. and then um, now he's come in and if you saw a team without him you'd be kind of worried what, what, what might be coming yeah. up that side yeah exactly yeah but no like I just think he, he's been he's been outstanding this month or last month I should say yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> he's been outstanding in August as has Leo and Sean McGrath Sean McGrath is, he's really I think he's really improved the quality of play in the Kerry side definitely um, I, think I think he's I think he's floated under the radar as well yeah. a bit like Leo he's, he's done his jobs so well that he, he's not getting the plaudits for it you know he, yeah he also has a couple of assists this season he has four goals he scored one the last day great great chip but like he, he's another one of these that has just um, he, he hasn't really got the plaudits he deserves yeah, exactly and same with Leo we've already touched yeah. on Leo so 
they are our three nominees for player of the month how are we doing the voting this time I think it's just a DM yeah we could do, uh, we might do the poll again on, we might on, do the on, poll. on the story so either way it'll be Leo Sean McGrath and Sean, Sean O'Connell as the yeah. three nominations for three nominees nominations three nominations nominations <laughs> three, three nominees for yeah. uh, August player of the month so whether it's via poll or DM which will be up on social media after this podcast um, just make sure to get your vote in and see who you want to be August um, player of the month so we have a lot of competitions going on in we, this podcast we do so we've given out the fantasy football uh, team best team name winner to which was Ger McCarthy I finished my toes. my toes. Congratulations, Jer. Um, he's going to win a Kerry FC t-shirt. We've given out a competition to see if fans want to vote for their favourite player of August. Yep. That player will receive that uh, award. Lovely once, man. Once they, win, once they win it. And we have the Pass the Pod competition. Ooh. So, Pass the Pod competition, we briefly mentioned it last week. Um, basically, it's like share tag three friends again and you will win a Kerry FC t-shirt so we'll put that up again straight after this podcast as you listen to this uh, there should be a post on Instagram um, so they're nice Kerry FC t-shirts and they are sponsored by David and Stephen Conway so thanks very much David and Stephen for giving us a, a nice shot of t-shirts that we will be giving out to supporters for different I don't know, different competitions different challenges yeah different <laughs> different um random events we decide yes we will be giving out free carry fc t-shirts there'll be one that's a fine pan in the middle of town <laughs> fine yeah it's like where's wally <laughs> uh, so yeah pass the pod make sure you pass the pod by liking sharing and tagging three friends or members of family um just to get just to get our podcast out there a bit more we really appreciate the support that we've been getting so far um off everybody we just want to keep improving that keep getting the name out there and you know the bigger this gets hopefully the better this podcast gets to with different guests on draws a bit more traction and you'll be able to enjoy it a bit more and the more prizes we'd be able to get to give away for free to you lovely listeners we love free stuff <laughs> we love free stuff um i suppose in saying that anto that's kind of that's kind of it we've t- we've we've talked the talk and we've walked the walk back into the basket to do it on a second day because it cut out halfway through in the first day Jesus pal I won't even lie to you now what what is it it's 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 currently 5 to 10 yeah. I, I don't normally get up for another 2 or 3 hours you know well, that, <laughs> that's not my problem well it is <laughs> look I can only come yeah. in and do it at half 9 we've done from half 9 to nearly 5 to 10 yeah we're doing well on we, top of the 20-30 minutes that we had before this and the Gavin O'Connor interview I think I think I think it'll be once you once you use your ma- like mastered editing skills yeah I yeah, think this, this podcast fun. is going to look great <laughs> yeah it's definitely going to look great it might not sound great though yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're a great face for radio oh, I, I know I do I know I do but um, look thanks once again to everybody listening um, we hope it's a good episode all feedback as well is what we're looking for um, we want to thank our sponsors so the Blasket Bar Castle Bar John Doe's and Kieran O'Sullivan coaches um, and we usually thank Brian for helping us out with the sound but Brian isn't here today so Brian's going to get some dogging when I see him <laughs> and Doe is fuming <laughs> but anyway until next week we hope you enjoyed this episode um, make sure you pass that pod out to everyone 
and up the lads up the lads up the lads come on Dougie <laughs>